doing? I'm doing well. Just sitting here in my living room with my dog. It's good. Good, good. Hey, uh, let's begin. You want to begin in prayer? Yes, let's start with prayer. Okay, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. The most holy rosary. <laughs> okay, just kidding. <laughs> Hail Mary. Full of grace, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mother Mary, please illumine our hearts and minds as we enter into this podcast. Allow us to know your God's will and guide us into his goodness. Amen. Amen. Would you have said a rosary with me <laughs> at the what? start? Would you have said a whole rosary with me <laughs> as the podcast? <laughs> uh, no, I would have interrupted you and said, um, <laughs> and then do the podcast. <laughs> good, yeah, good move. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I wonder what you'd say if I said this. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't say anything. You, you, were, you were like, what? <laughs> Like, no, I know I, that people make that joke all the time. I went to seminary. You have to. Oh yeah, is that that's a popper? <laughs> Dang man, I'm I'm just learning that joke, so I'm I'm <laughs> I'm behind the trends. <laughs> okay, well let's let's uh let's cut to the turkey here and uh, yeah. introduce this this next topic of the third episode of Proteris Cordis. No, fratres, not fratres. <laughs> fratres cordis. Fratres cordis. Fratres cordis. Fratres uh, cordis. Man, I'm not going to be able to do that as well as do. Uh, youth evangelization. And Nate, you just want to give your background and to give a little uh, credibility to what you're about to say in the next couple of uh, minutes here? <laughs> um. I guess. No, I'm not an expert in youth evangelization or whatever, but I know um, a few things, I suppose. Um, so I, um, well, I, when I was young, or well, in high school, uh, my friend Aaron Pippis and I, we had a youth group that was called Edge, and it was not Edge from Life Teen, but it was just called Edge, and it was called, it was the acronym was eternally driven by god's example so it was like a thing at our parish and we kind of took over and um so we actually led this youth group by teens for teens but then um when i was in college i served with a ministry called catholic youth expeditions a little shout out if someone listening has never heard of catholic youth expeditions it is awesome there's a religious order that's founded up there man it's just ever and it's so much fun and it's so beautiful and you experience god and you experience the eucharist and it's awesome Door um, county right that's where it is Dork, beautiful door county wisconsin where all the famous and rich chicago people go and vacation <laughs> it's awesome it's like yes one of the coolest places in wisconsin so if you've never been to see on a cye you gotta go check them out um and then 
for the past three years, the past three summers, I've served at Camp Tekawitha, which is a Catholic camp um, in the Diocese of Green Bay. Um, and I did that. That's where I met Oak. So I guess that's stuff that I've done that gives a little credibility. What about you, Oak? What, what's your credibility? <laughs> well, it, it's not as extensive as yours. And also, we should mention that you're also a teacher for a lot of kids right now, too, right? At, uh, yeah, I so to figure out how to visualize and yeah. do it too. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, beyond my my major experiences uh, for the three years, I was with you at Camp Tech. Yeah, uh, which which really did help. It's, I mean, it's like, and I guess the reason we're talking about this is because, like, a lot of a lot of what a lot of what people in the church are striving for is, you know, how do you turn the hearts and minds of individuals who aren't, aren't currently professed to the church? And that's a really important topic. And I think personally, I think a lot of would agree with me that if you're able to introduce someone to the Lord when they're young, it makes a lasting impact on their entire yeah. life. Like the sooner yeah. the better really. And so, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I've always done like ministry stuff just through my parish and, family as I've grown up in the church and uh, come to Camp Tech was really big um, and just learning that, you know, at Camp Tech, we, uh, Nate and I, we just uh, stayed in cabins for the entire summer with a bunch of kids and mm-hmm. kind of watched over them and made sure that, you know, they were enc- encountering the Lord, but also just like not getting lost in the woods which is you know it's kind of a dual it's kind of a dual ministry you, you wanted to uh be a missionary disciple but also kind of like their parent yeah. the latin term we're using we're saying you know a latin podcast kind of here it's in local parentis yeah in, in place wow. of parents right yeah that's a i only know that because it's legal jargon <laughs> not because not it's latin <laughs> but uh yeah so I did that and, uh, you know, not really working in youth ministry or anything like that now, but uh, I'm, you know, pretty active with my younger siblings and their catechesis and trying to help form them as individuals. So I guess my first question to you is, what are the do's and don'ts, Mr. Rundy, that you've seen of introducing, let's, so let's, let's do a hypothetical here. Uh, we can just put it at Camp Tech or St. Ignatius or, or anywhere, really. Yeah. You get a 10-year-old boy or girl, they come to you, and they've been raised, you know, pretty pretty well, but not in the Catholic faith. What's uh-huh. your elevator pitch, or what's your, your five-minute introduction to the faith where you really impress upon them the, the importance of, of and the greatness and the, the beauty of the faith? Uh, you know, how do you do it in five minutes? How do you do it in a day or a week? Right. Like, yeah. we d- you definitely have different times of exposure, but uh-huh. what's the, what's the most effective way that you think and, and what do you think people go wrong? Where do you think they go wrong? Yeah. So I think the first thing that I do is I'd sit them down and say, listen, if you don't listen to me, you're going straight to hell. So um, <laughs> right now, <laughs> I've seen you do that. It's pretty effective. I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, kids nowadays, they need that, you know? 
No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What's my elevator pitch? Well, I, you know, it's you can't honestly you can't really start. I don't think just talking about the faith. You know, you you have to form yeah. a human relationship first. Like, um, for example, I have a student right now, and um, he asked to be prepared for baptism. He's a fifth, he's a fifth grader. Um, and it's just really, really neat that he asked to be prepared for baptism. Um, but anyway, like I'm trying to figure out like, how do I evangelize this guy? And, um, I started off trying to like explain baptism to him and like what that means. And I tried to like have him like drawing on the board and all this stuff and like, like coloring and drawing pictures and stuff like this. And I was kind of finding, like, I don't know if he's, like, understanding this or getting them. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't – maybe – I don't know if this was a good idea or not. But one day I just had him come in and we just played cards. And it was, like, the funnest thing ever. Like, we just – we played cards and we um, we talked. And, like, I really felt like we connected for the first time. Like, instead of me, like, trying to give him information, like, I tried to form a relationship. And um, I don't know. I think you got to form that relationship before you can start to um, lead. You know, they have to show you have to show someone that you love them before before they can trust you to say, okay, well, what is this guy? Why does this guy live this way? Why does he love others? Well, it's because of his faith. You know. Um, but yeah, I, but yeah. It, so there, there's my little there i and i think i think you're spot on man and i i think that everything that you know you and i have gone through and uh, upon reflection i I think that that's that's really the only way that you can be sure that you know in your role as a missionary disciple you're actually making an impact because you're totally right you know i can go i can go up to somebody and start like quoting scripture like making cases for the faith and they have no idea who I am, especially if they're yeah. young. That won't be effective at all. What's that? It's like you don't really care if if you don't know the person. It's like why why should I listen to you? Like a street corner preacher. Sometimes I mean, maybe someone has a legitimate ministry doing that, and I think it is. But a lot of times, it's like this isn't this isn't the way to do it. You know, it's for no, not at all. Your relationship so that you can form disciples. I mean, I mean that's what Jesus did. You know. Come follow me. People hung out with him. And you know, no, absolutely. And at Camp Tech, I think we we really did find that. You know, yeah. it's, I always found in my cabin, like, so you know, I was really blessed to see at least a good few handful of guys, uh, guys in my cabin, like growing their faith throughout the the weeks. And you know, we had the blessing you and I of seeing some of these kids like over a span of three years, every, yeah. every year. So you could see their kind of their progress. Uh-huh. And I think that, you know, to echo your point, like, and this is why I found when I was young too, uh, kids are very impressionable yes. uh, based on who they, who they look up to. Yeah. And it's, I don't think it's deceptive at all to, to kind of lead with, you know, becoming somebody's and because and this isn't like a ulterior motive, like we, we generally, they're genuinely do 
you know, love these kids and want to like be role models to them and want to like yeah. befriend them and, and show them how to live like yeah. as a good person, you know, in so much yeah. as we believe that, that we know. And, and throughout those, those weeks of those summers, you know, I would try to, I know a lot of us would try to, uh, you know, be a good example while living our faith. And then I know, you know, you and I, we were counselors in the same cabin. Sometimes we'd have kids who would, who would uh, slowly start coming to weekly mass with us yeah. just because, well, I mean, I feel like sometimes we'd like kind of like press them like, Hey, come, on, like, yeah. come to mass. Yeah. Like yeah. we all want to go to mass in this cabin yeah. <laughs> besides you. Let's go. But that's not, we never forced them. And like, and really once they got there, they're never like, dang, I hate that. I, yeah. I, I wish I didn't have to come to mass. Like they were like, either like, okay like i'm at mass or like wow that, that was a great thing like they they genuinely looked engaged throughout the mass yeah and you know i think back to my time as a, as a kid you know I, I know you and i've talked about this uh i had a counselor named uh gandalf his real name's jacob uh rudd and uh he was really impactful on, on my yeah. life because like he, and I know he's been impactful in your life too. Mm -hmm. Uh, just as an example, like I just remember, you know, I really did like, I remember very, very viscerally a memory of sitting in the, the chapel at Camp Echo with, with him and some other guys from my cabin, we we're praying the rosary. And for the first time in my life, like I was probably 10, I was like, I am praying and I don't have any, like, I'm not like, fidgeting and i'm not like thinking about something else like i'm i'm genuinely content while praying and that yeah. was that was something that was really like i was like how is this happening right now yeah even when i was young like that yeah so i i don't know i i think that you're right it's it really does take that take that the the, the bond and that's i think that's even more important with, with young people like is is becoming that role model, like forming that bond and, and, and showing them like, I'm an example of like, uh, like air quotes, cool, like young adult who, mm -hmm. who's not your grandma or grandpa who actually loves the faith. Yeah. He's really fun, like and crazy and like mm -hmm. runs around and does crazy stuff, but also is like pretty, you know, trustworthy and, and somebody who, who you could see yourself as right. Yeah. What do you feel about that? Yeah, I think like, um, like when you're a kid, or yeah, sorry, I'm I'm tongue tied here. I'm I'm not sure. No, that's okay. But I went on for a while there. Yeah, like when you're a kid, you just you want to be cool and you want to fit in, and like seeing someone who can be normal and happy living the faith and oh this was what i was thinking is that i think that deep down everyone wants an all-powerful all-good all-loving god to exist you know mm -hmm. people want that and when they see someone who believes that with conviction and who lives out that with conviction i think that's also really powerful because when you're a kid you're like gosh this guy really believes all this stuff and like yeah, I could believe it too, and it seems like it's making him really happy because it does. Like, if I'm being totally yeah, honest, yeah. like my faith 
has, I mean, my faith in Jesus Christ has made me way happier, you know? Um, Same. Yeah. And yeah. when people see that, um, one, this guy believes in this all good God and two, that it makes him happier and he believes it with conviction. I think that's, that's powerful. Something I wanted to ask you, oh, because I was thinking about this is like when you first came to Camp Tech, um, and this is in my judgment, I, and I think you would agree that you cared about your faith and like went to mass and stuff like that, but it wasn't the guiding principle of your life completely. Like Jesus wasn't totally, or you weren't totally all in, but after that first summer, like you, like you just dove all in and i'm just curious like what happened for you like one of the things i remember is you me and pippin and the other male staff just hanging out and talking and like like <laughs> we went and like to like whatever <laughs> smoke cigars and not and cheese <laughs> off of camp and like ate yeah. hung out and you know like those that was powerful like i felt the holy spirit in those oh absolutely and like, yeah. it was just hanging out and being bros and i don't know what happened in those times that really made it so that when you left camp then you were just like all right i'm all in yeah no you're right you're right yeah back yeah so as a little context i was coming off the sophomore year of college and you're right. Like I'd go to mass, like occasionally. To be honest, I I didn't I didn't keep the Sunday obligation as I should have. And you know, I, I I'd call myself Catholic, but you know, I'd go to mass whenever I like. It was like, okay, no, I should go to mass now. It was it was sporadic, and it really wasn't where it should be. And you know, I I, I honestly I think back to that time in my life, like three or four years ago. And I, I think what compelled me, you know, to, to be like, I want to work at Camp Tekalitha, you know, cause like that had been like, it'd probably been like six or seven years since I had last been at Camp Tekalitha. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, you know, well, I know it's the only thing I could think is, you know, it was a movement of the Holy spirit or, or, or it was yeah, really providential. Totally. And it was, it was, uh, yeah, man. So I came to Camp Tech and, the first thing I really noticed was like, like, wow, like these people, like a lot of these people are just so like kind and so like happy. Like, you know, I'd look at Pippin, Mitch oh, yeah. Thompson, our, our buddy. I'd be like, yeah, he's like, like, what's, what's with this guy? Like, why is he, why does he like love me so much? And he hardly knows me. And yeah. And for those who know Pippin, that's just him, you know, he's, that's, that's really just him and his relationship to the Lord exuding outward from him and so throughout that that summer um i would really i would really just keep reflecting on that and and uh it was it was a lot of movements of heart and it, mm -hmm. to be honest like you know i'm reading uh the imitation of christ by campus right now and there's there's a section in that which is like uh which focuses on on like staleness of prayer of some sort. And it's like a staleness of spiritual growth. And one of the lines I'm going to 
kind of botched this quote, but it's like, it's, there's almost like a honeymoon phase of people who come into the faith, you know, it's like, who, like, and you probably felt this, like, like after that summer, I was like, I can confidently say, like, I was, I was perhaps like, I don't know how to say this. My relationship with God was very, very, very present in my life. And it was very beautiful. Like I, I was probably the happiest I had been in a, you know, in a long while and maybe even the happiest I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess to answer your question, living in that, living in that environment and, and just like being exposed to the joy and community of others and to the kids and, and really just, you know, starting to, to have that, that structure to like, to delve into the faith. That's, that's what, changed yeah. everything yeah, and, the daily you know, since then yeah daily mass and prayer and it was a gift and, and really man like what really helped too was was being like a a counselor like being so yeah. i was able to be like a a mentor and a role model to these kids and i really did feel like like almost like a spiritual father in a sense like yeah. i know well, you're like a priest but yeah i was i was trying to help them while helping myself and you know ever since then i i, I have I, I really do think i've been like i've been progressing down the path that i should be uh in relationship with the lord and it's been very beautiful you know not without times of struggle and like distress but a lot of consolation and a lot of a lot of goodness and certainly like you said like my relationship with christ has made me infinitely infinitely more happy than than if that had not happened and i continue to live kind of a stagnant life that i was living but i think that kind of hits home for what we're trying to figure out here like how do you introduce somebody who doesn't have much of a base which is most kids mm-hmm. and some adults to christ and it's you know some people could be as privileged as i was to just like be immersed in it yeah some you know like some kids we had they'd come for a week and that's all the time we get with them. Yeah. Then it's like, how do you do it then? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'd say that I'd say it can be, you can introduce someone to the Lord in a week uh, and kind of make an impact on them. But, you know, once again, uh, to reference Pippin, I'd say like, if, if you were one of his campers and I, I know with his guys, they would pray a decade of the rosary, like every night around a devotional candle as a cabin and like that that was super beautiful and if you think as you grow older you know through your adolescence you think back to that you think and you you associate that time of your life with a time of joy because you're at a summer camp you know that's so that's really the ministry that's the essence of the ministry is like you're combining fun which kids fundamentally love Mm -hmm. and the faith which Kids should love the faith, but sometimes it's hard, right? Yeah. But so it's like it's like you're you're putting a little honey on the spoon to give them their medicine, right? <laughs> like, like really, like kids kids want the faith. It's just like I know you and I were talking about this a week or two ago. Like sometimes kids don't know what they want, and so like yeah, and so like and and so as adults, it's our task to like help them. And so you think to like. Uh, 
I won't be critical here, but you think that some like uh, parishes, like when they have the, when they have, when they like infantilize or like they make it, like they dumb it down for the kids, you know, like, I, I don't know if that's always the best thing because sure. it, if you make it comprehensible, that's good. But if you make it, if you make it so like kids, like if you make, I don't want to use any examples because it's not overarching. Like, like I might use an example, but it's like, don't, don't try to conform the, the faith to, to what you think a kid will like at where they're at. Like uh-huh. get the kids to where the faith is at through like, yeah like camp tech does it in a good way. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, camp tech doesn't budge on, on like the aspects and the tenets of the faith, but it incorporates like experiential learning and like, yeah like faith and, and fun in the same vein. It's not, yeah. you know, they don't, they don't like, uh, yeah, they don't do some like parish basement ministry where it's like, it's like kids will like this, but you know, I know you, I've had this as a kid. Like, I was kind of bored from, from some of that stuff, yeah. even though, you know, even though it in the in the idea behind it, it was supposed to be made for, you know, kids instead of adults. Yeah. And, yeah. So not everyone's as blessed as like the diocese of Green Bay is to have a Catholic summer camp, which is really really well run and. Um, seems to work, you know, pretty well uh, mm-hmm. at its mission. But I guess you know, if if it can be, that's I think I really do think like some sort of ministry like that, CYE, like uh, you know, like Totus Tuus, like I mean, the Diocese of Green Bay is really blessed to have so many yeah. good ministries. But yeah. I just met, do you know, Father uh, Bryce Evans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him. Uh, and he was talking about CYE to like yeah, that's, he's 200 right. people. Yeah. You know, Father Scott, I know that was big in his vocation. Yeah. I mean, most uh, of the priests in the Diocese of Green Bay have been associated with CYE somehow. Dude, doesn't that speak to something? Like, it's a fireman. Like that. It's awesome. Exactly. Like, that's. And, you know, whether or not that is like some way to form so I have this thing in my head where I'm like, is that like, is it bad that you have to like do that to get somebody to like believe in the faith? I don't think it is. You so know? Like, what do you mean? Like to make it fun? Like, yeah. Like, oh, like, but I don't even, but I don't even want to say it's making it fun. Like I it's think, making it something that is like life changing. You know, I think like when I think about CYE, um, like, for example, when I was on staff, Father Quinn emphasized, he was like, we're not putting anything on for these guys. Like, we're not, like, putting on a show or putting on a mask or anything like that. Like, we would live our li- our daily life up there. And then, like, actually, it was more often than not, we wouldn't have retreats there. And we were just living our daily life. We were praying. We were having fun. We were working. We were doing all this stuff. But when when people came up, we loved them really hard. Um, but we, we didn't like change what we were doing. We were just, yeah. we were just showing them what an authentic Catholic life is. We weren't, we weren't trying to like, and, and we weren't like trying to show it. We were just doing it. And when you experience what life in Christ is, then, then you want it, you know? And it's like, you're not sugarcoating it. You're not, you're not even adding honey to the medicine. It's just, the the medicine is honey when you see it in its true in its reality you know it, well wow. this yeah. this is more with this is i guess more with 
you know, high schoolers and young adults when they can really begin to see that beauty and truth and goodness on their own, I guess. Now with little kids, you know, maybe you do got to put a little honey on the spoon, so to speak, you know, play Gaga ball or whatever and kind of put that <laughs> for them. But, um, yeah. you know, like at CYE, it, it was just authentic. It was just real. Mm-hmm. There was no fakeness to it at all. It was just, this is what we do, and here it is. Take it or leave it. But you don't want to leave it because it's just, it's just so beautiful. Like Jesus, like the mass and uh, prayer and the friendships and the conversations and the depth of um, thought. And it's just like, it's cool. It's beautiful. It's, it's what we want. And when you see what you want, you, you want it. And then you, you go after it, you know, it's. Yeah. The, the intellect perceives a good and latches onto it. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think, so I guess kind of my, like my, I guess I didn't frame it like as well as I should, but, and I, and I think I already answered my own question and you answered definitely. Uh, so I'm like, is it indicative of our fallen nature? that that we can't just like come to love like like the overwhelming like consensus is we can't just come to love the faith as it is like just but that but but i think that's wrong i that's a wrong way of thinking about it from my part because like cye is a i think it is a reflection of the divine reality of like of like in some small part like of what the faith is the faith is is community and experience and and loving God and others and doing things that, that take you outside of your comfort zone. You know, we're not made for stagnation and complacency. And I think those are principles that do align with God's divine reality, you know? And so I guess in my, you know, so I guess what I was thinking was like, uh, is it, is it, is it like a just sign of human nature that we need, we need this, this awesome stuff. Like, you know, these kids need to see these, these awesome like older people who they're but it's a it's a wrong way of thinking about it sure. is what is what like because, i'm because when they see know. that it actually is or yeah yep it is the faith it's not it's not yeah it's not it's not you're not embossing we're it, not like putting you know? out a fake mask like no we're really mm-hmm. really the way we are we're not like trying to convince you to become catholic because you know, we're putting on this show for you of how happy we are. No, it's like, no, like we love God and uh, here it is. Like, and we love you. So let's, yeah, I don't know. No, I, you're right. I, and the whole time we've been talking about this, I, I keep thinking back to like the emphasis that's, you know, so many great theologians and Catholic leaders place on the family, right? As a, yeah. as like the the, the, the most important structure. Yeah. It's well, like, it's I'm thinking about this. Oh, because that the word became flesh. Word became flesh. Like Jesus became a human. Like truth, that wasn't an abstract principle. Like truth was a person. You know, and so like in the family yeah yeah you know um truth is in flushed you know like when we see a really beautiful family we're drawn to that and we're like it fills us with joy and happiness and 
Um, it fills us with desire because that's what we're made for. Or like when we see a beautiful person like Mitch Thompson, like trying to live out his faith in this deep, beautiful way, our hearts are just stirred very powerfully because the word became flesh. Like tr- the faith isn't, isn't like some like thing out here. It's like, it's enfleshed in the church, you know, it's, it's, it's alive in the church. That's what, you know, in people, in, um, yeah, in the sacraments, etc. You know, the word became flat. Yeah. 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 I, man, you're, this is really helpful. You're, you're actually like providing a lot of peace to this question. Um, yeah, I've never thought of it like that. Huh. Hey, how, so as you, uh, you know, as you progress closer and closer to, to fatherhood, mm-hmm. what do you, what are you thinking about? Uh, you know, obviously if you and McKenna just live your lives as you do, I'm sure that baby Rundy is going to grow up to be a fine young man. But um, do you have any specific ideas as to like, you're like, okay, now I get to put, now I get to finally put my, you know, my dad's skills in action. This is how I want to raise this kid. Yeah. In like this specific aspect, you know, uh-huh. the specific idea that you might have about how it's going to happen. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's funny because I haven't specifically really been thinking about that with regards to like, how, how will I instill um, the faith in my child? Like, but something that I have been thinking about a lot um, especially just with being a teacher, it's like, how am I going, how am I going to discipline my child, you know, and be a good human, which is a big part of, uh, the faith is just being a good person. Like the mor- morality is a huge part of, um, faith. Um, but some, that's something I actually, I've been thinking about more because sometimes I see some of my students at school and I'm like, okay, this kid does not have the right moral compass in place at home and i am not gonna have my kid be like this kid yep. Maybe yeah that sounds bad but but like like how can i like what's the best way to train my child morally is is what i've been thinking about um more than anything really and i haven't really been thinking a lot about how will i teach him to pray and how will i help him to experience jesus and faith um but yeah yeah well two things two things with that uh that kind of just thought of i think that you know i it certainly certainly is the case that 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 can be indicative of like the kids but i'm sure you know like sometimes those kids don't act like that in the house. like i know when i was a kid i'd i'd act out when i was at school more more than my when I was at home, you know, yeah. because I was like, I think that you, you know, you and McKenna, like, think about this. If, if you and your wife, like, are on the, ex- like, the exact same page, which I know you, you two are, like, on the exact same page about, about pretty much everything. And you're like, okay, like, it's, it's you, it's her, and it's this kid. And for the first, you know, four or five years, actually the first, like, 10 14 whatever this kid's gonna be like this kid's gonna be with you and mckenna for a, a 
a great amount of, of his of his days, you know, yeah. of his life. He'll be at school, but you'll still have that influence from you. It's like I really don't think that he'll I think that naturally he won't have the same if you do it correctly and if you just be yourself and like be the yeah. you know the good guiding people that you are, he won't have these the same issues. Yeah. I think, you know, sometimes sometimes you might catch these kids at like a bad point. Certainly and I'm sure you know this, certainly like their parents are like probably pretty good parents and like these kids are just acting out. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason yeah. they're in Mr. Rundy's class and or they're in saying Nacious classical school and their parents aren't there and like they know they can get away with a bit more because you're not their parent. Even though they shouldn't, they know that you know their parents aren't there to to yell at them, right? <laughs> it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I do, I do. Like, yeah, yeah like I like, guess, yeah. I know. Like, we, yeah, go ahead. About how can I parent my child to be a really good human who won't act out at school? Who won't? Who else? Yeah, respect to. And you have you. I know. I've I've seen some of those kids like that where they don't act out like you know i can think of some off the top of my head where they're just like really i never saw i can't act like never saw them act out at all yep and then their their parents show up at the end of the week you're like yeah that's why yeah like and i'm I'm sure you two are going to be like that like i have no doubt yeah just by just naturally you know just by being good humans and striving to be good humans and love our kid in the best way possible like yeah, it'll be good. So, I guess with that, I I feel like you two like you won't have as much of a need to even discipline him like at all because I mean you might you'll, you'll probably have to discipline him a bit like punish him if he is pretty like, yeah. bad, but it won't be like it'll be like a almost like a a, a correction of love, right? Yeah, it won't be like a like a punitive punishment, but it'll be like okay. Like you, you have to know this is bad. Uh, you know, this is a learning experience, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. I think, yeah, a lot of parents, or not a lot, but some parents, I think, they treat their relationship with their with their child like a like a authoritarian sort of thing, which is like it's just like so far from the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is that you are like their an authority in their life, but like fundamentally they're going to be like your best friend yeah it's just like yeah Yeah. what do you think i I said a few things here well something that i heard that i really liked one time was um that parents are initiating their children uh to be their peers or to be their um their brother like almost like their brothers and sisters you know like so my job is to initiate my son uh into um, being a responsible, happy, healthy, holy adult, you know, who could be my peer, you know, and I'm not his, uh, so that I wouldn't be his, you know, boss anymore. Almost like I, yeah, I'm not that I'm not boss, but so that he would be an equal to me, you know, yeah. in every sense. That's good. That's, I think, and, You've probably seen that, like, you know, coming to your age and, you know, our age as adults with our parents, right? Yeah, like, definitely. It's, it's a weird transition over from, like, I'd say it, it probably happens, happens for me primarily from, like, 16 to 
where I'm at 22 now, you know, it's, uh, you start to realize your parents are, are people like you realize they make mistakes and, and not, and I, I have to differentiate that from like when you're 16 and your parent makes a mistake, you're like, Oh, my parents are so stupid or something. But, but you know, yeah. but when you're 22 and you're like, Oh yeah. That, like that, you see your, my dad's your, a human. your dad messed up. Yeah. You're like, yeah, my dad just like messed up just like I would. Right. Like it's uh yeah, it's, so I guess as long as you, as long as you like uh, come to that good place, like Jordan Peterson, uh, he has that, that one, that one line where it's like, uh, be like, like bees, be was it about his kids? Like, I, I haven't looked into this much, but it's like, be somebody, have your kids be somebody you want to be around, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or like try to try to have your kids be somebody you want to be around, right? Yep. It's like don't, don't, don't least, let your kids. Oh, it's don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't allow your kids to be someone that you'd hate or something. He says something. Yeah. Really yeah, because how would you even like? How would you even be a parent if your kids are somebody who you don't like? Yeah. That'd be so hard. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I. But the best thing is, man. Like you, you're gonna and you and when I have kids, like we're gonna be able to like. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like my kids a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, you are, you are totally. You know? Yeah, and you will, you will, because like, uh, yeah. your, your kids will be a combination of you and McKenna, <laughs> and like, dude, you'll have an influence. Like, you'll be like, oh, this kid's so funny, because because like make some joke that you make, <laughs> and you'll be like, or you're like, and then like, <laughs> I can already see it. Like, he'll just make some stupid joke that you you or I would make, and then McKenna just gonna like shake her head at him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's gonna happen McKenna's over McKenna's her head. The kitchen table. <laughs> she so she agrees. That's yeah. that's a that is going to happen. Yes. And and I'll be in his life too, so I'm gonna double that effect. And so there's no chance for this kid in the sense of humor. <laughs> uh, oh, it's been yeah. um, it's been 42 minutes. So I'm thinking. Thinking it's about it yeah. okay. Any fine? What did we learn in this? I, I think we hit some really good topics here. What, yeah. what are your What are your takeaways? I'll give mine too. Yeah. So I think the takeaways are, well, I think our the final thing that I said, I really thought, I thought of like what we were trying to say was that um, when we are evangelizing, the key thing is that. Um, the word became flesh, you know, so we are li- trying to live out the faith. Like we're trying to become um, other Christ. And, um, and as we're striving towards sainthood and um, we show other people that, and, and we love, um, and it's, especially when we're talking about evangelization, we love those kids and we, we show them what it is to be a Christian and to try, we strive to enflesh the church and the word. Um, and, yeah. and then when they see that vibrant life of love and fulfillment and self-gift, then um, people just want it. And, and that's how you evangelize. You just love God. <laughs> so. No, that's good. I don't know. Maybe that yeah. was 
well said. But anyway, well, you say well, yours you, so to finish up what I what, – what did you – I, th- I think the key from what all I've seen to proper youth, youth evangelization is to, is to not go in the direction of making the faith something that you bring to their level, but to make the faith something that you integrate into, into extreme like accessibility and fun and like just enjoyment – while still preserving its true nature, mm-hmm. and you you also have to live as a as a as a role model as yourself, unabashedly yourself, as example of the faith, and so that requires commitment and really just like moral courage on our part, so we don't back off from things because we we feel like people will judge us. Yeah, but it also requires an understanding of what kids want. Like kids, and you know, I can tell you, kids. Kids don't want, you know, like they don't necessarily want a mass that is like kidified. You know, they don't want like no, the, so. the kids to, you know, it's like and some of that stuff could be good. But they want they want, you know, they want CYE. They want they want Camp Tech. Like that's how you're going to get a kid to at least through the evangelization part. That's how you're going to introduce them to the faith through through fun like that. And that's why those ministries are so great. It's that so it's ministries, the family, and just through the ministries and I guess the family, those those role models that they can really look up to. So I think that's a, that's like three keys, right? Yeah. The family evangelization. Role models and what was the other one? Ministries. Ministries. Yeah. Which kind of yeah, which kinda of, so and I think a lot a lot of dioceses do have like a bunch of offices which are like office of family office of yeah. social ministries and you know so that, that, they know this stuff it's just about it's just about spreading the word yep but good stuff man we covered some good things here and hopefully uh hey one last thing so listeners if you get this far into the podcast which i hope at least one person does please tell us which what what to talk about what do you want to hear to armchair theologians slash amateur uh, probably. What's the word for you like a lot? You know a lot of things, but you don't know much. I don't know. Um, two, <laughs> two, two dudes. What do you want to hear two dudes talk about? Please reach out to us or comment on wherever this is posted or anything like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hopefully, someone call? tells us something. We say glory be. Yeah, yeah. You want to lead us? Yeah. Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Spirit. As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, be world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. Sleep with the angels. Rise with the saints. Party with the Pope. (laughs) (laughs) see ya